Disney dreamers and welcome to the DLP Clubhouse, your compass to the wonderful world of DLP. I am Leisha. And I'm Andrea and welcome to another episode of the DLP Clubhouse podcast. Today we have a special episode in our series of cast member tributes. Uh, we have invited a wonderful guest who has special insights on Disney parks. Let's begin. Thank you, Lydia, so much for coming on this episode. Um, you're in Hong Kong right now, um, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself or just a little bit about your background, who you are? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Lydia. I have been a cast member with the Walt Disney Company for almost two years now. Um, I have a degree in musical theatre performance and have performed all of my life. I started working for Disneyland Paris in January 2019, I think. Yeah, January 2019. And I started there as a character and parade performer, but I also went on to be a vocalist at Disneyland Paris. And recently I moved to Hong Kong and I'm now a lead vocalist in Mickey and the Wondrous Book here in Hong Kong Disneyland. Whoa, I didn't even know that. Whoa. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Because, um, not sure if we can say that, but I think you uh, did vocals of, um, or were friends, vocal friends of uh, Miss Elsa, is it? That yes, <laughs> I, I sang with the Snow Queen yes. um, back in Paris on mm. the animation celebration show, mm. which was in um, Magic Theatre, I think, um, in the studios in Disneyland Paris. Wow. So yeah, I sang with the Snow Queen there and unfortunately then the park closed mm -hmm. due to COVID. Mm -hmm. um, I was always, I was already due to move to Hong Kong then. So I knew I was moving to Hong Kong in February last year. Well, mm -hmm. 2019, I forget what year we're in. I already <laughs> knew I was moving to Hong Kong. That about, okay, rewind, let me say that again. <laughs> um, I already knew I was moving to Hong Kong in February yeah 2020 and i was moved i moved here in may so i already knew in february that i was moving to hong kong and it doesn't have anything to do with COVID. no <clears throat> no i um i was actually delayed moving to hong kong i was meant to move in april um but my visa was late due to the postal service being slow because of covid um so i got my visa three weeks late and moved out in may rather than april Mm -hmm. But I did two weeks quarantine when I arrived in Hong Kong mm -hmm. on my own in a hotel. Um, I didn't know anyone. So mm -hmm. that was fun. And then mm -hmm. when I came out of quarantine, they'd actually already rehearsed. They'd actually already been through the rehearsal process. So I had to have like a separate rehearsal process when I got here um, oh for the show I'm on at the moment. Wow. Oh. Dense. Wow. Sounds a bit stressful. <laughs> yeah it was really stressful the most stressful thing was like waiting for my visa to arrive because mm. i was i went back to the uk um and basically was working for my mom at the time who was um she was working in a cafe which um stayed open during covid so i was working there um waiting for my visa to arrive and obviously no 25 year old wants to move back with their mom and start working for their mom you know, when they've just been working at Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. So it was just more frustrating that my visa hadn't arrived and I wanted, um, I wanted to move Hong to Hong Kong with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I don't think it's in our uh, questionnaire, but 
We've talked about it a little bit before we started the episode, but can you tell us a little bit about the current life in Hong Kong? Because we were flabbergasted what you just said. So would you mind sharing a little bit about Hong Kong right now? Sure. So um, the social distancing rules have relaxed a lot in Hong Kong. When I arrived um, back in May, um, the park was about to open. Um, the social distancing didn't really wasn't really a thing. Um, you only had to wear masks on public transport. Um, there wasn't any rules about gatherings or anything. And then the park opened, Hong Kong Disneyland opened for about a month and then closed again because the cases got quite bad in Hong Kong. I mean, they got bad as in there was like 150 cases or something. And around oh. the world, like France, I think had maybe 20,000 cases in one day and Hong Kong had 100. And it was like, oh my gosh, we need to go into lockdown again. So it went into lockdown again, um, as in the park closed. Masks were mandatory everywhere that you went. Restaurants shut for a while. Um, beaches were shut for a while. Shopping centers kind of stayed open, but you had to wear masks everywhere. You could only travel in groups of two. Um, mm -hmm. And that was for about three months. And then only recently, only recently did the park open again and rules kind of relaxed every sort of week um it went from like you could gather in groups of two to then you can gather in groups of four and then restaurants can open till six or they can only do takeaway um and then bars reopened and then beaches reopened last week which was the one that we were waiting for because the, the weather in hong kong is amazing mm. um so we've been waiting for the beaches to open and they opened last week but you still have to wear masks everywhere um, there's a big fine if you don't wear a mask. Whoa. I kind of feel a bit strange if I'm not wearing a mask outside. Mm -hmm. um, but apart from that, everything's gone basically back to normal. I think you can only sit in restaurants in groups of six. But mm -hmm. apart from that, there's no social distancing. Um, you get your temperature taken when you walk into a building. But that's, that's kind of the only sign of COVID here. Okay. Wow, that's just fascinating. Yeah, it's 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 like a, a totally different world. It, I mean, I I live so I live in Belgium. Andrea lives in Paris. Um, yeah, Belgium is the worst country in Europe right now, so we're fucked. <laughs> Sorry for my language, but it is. <laughs> so we're just in lockdown once again. Uh, but it gives me hope to hear that you live in the country or at least somewhere in the part of the world where it kind of started. The COVID? Yeah, I've kind of been, I've been escaping it. I feel like I've been, COVID's like chasing me because yeah. I left France just before France went into lockdown, but mm -hmm. then I got to England and England went into lockdown Whoa. and then I left England and England kind of got better and now it's in a second lockdown and so is France, but Hong Kong's kind of remained okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it's mainly down to the mask wearing in mm -hmm. in most Asian countries, masks are worn anyway. They yeah. were worn before COVID and they're definitely worn everywhere now. So I do think that that's part of the, the reason why Asian countries have kind of managed to limit their numbers is because it's mandatory to wear masks everywhere. And I know in England, people aren't wearing masks at all, really. No, no. In, in Belgium, the same, the rules are very flu. So they tell us to wear a mask when we go out, but only where it's busy. How can you decide if something is busy? Of course, the shopping street is busy, fine, but is it busy when there's walking somebody, somebody walking next to you on a pavement? 
I don't know. So it's in Europe, the individualistic culture is very contrasting to Hong Kong where it's very uh, communal and we're all in this together and we're doing it all the same. And it's, um, Mm. I can't imagine ever going back to London and getting on a train without a mask now. I just can't imagine it. It scares me. Wow. And that's crazy. I've only been here for six months and already my culture has changed in my head. Yeah. To, I have to wear a mask on public transport. Yeah. I can't believe that I ever didn't wear a mask on public transport. It makes me feel like sick that I never did. Um, just because now we have to wear a mask everywhere. In Disneyland, you have to wear a mask everywhere. Um, I think you can take it off for photos. I've seen people taking it off, taking masks off for photos, but I'm not sure what the rule, if they're quite strict with that. I know they were very strict with it in Paris about taking your mask off for pictures, but I'm not sure here. Mm-hmm. And how long um, is your contract now, Lydia? So actually today I just extended my visa until April. Um, I've just started contract number two. Thank you. So my first contract was from May until October. Mm-hmm. And then I renewed my contract um, to stay from October to April. Yeah. Oh. Do you think so, you'll um, come back to Paris? So I, I have like paused my contract in mm-hmm. Paris, which you can do for up to a year. Um, so that, that pause will end in April. So I need to decide soon whether I want to come back to Paris or whether I want to stay in Hong Kong. We want you back, of course, but yeah. well, <laughs> I mean, we can also travel to Hong Kong uh, at some point, so. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah. I just think at the moment with, with, in my industry, in the performing industry, there's so little jobs going at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why would I leave a job where I'm guaranteed, you know, a salary, I'm guaranteed a job here. Why would I leave that to go to a park that's not even open? a show that may not be even open, you know, really? they might not, when, when Disneyland Paris opened, there wasn't really parades. I mean, there was characters going out and um, selfie spots and all of that, but there wasn't the parades. There wasn't the meet and greets. Um, the animation celebration show wasn't open. So, and they're all the things that I absolutely loved about my job in Paris. Mm-hmm. So why mm-hmm. would I leave a job here to True. go back to something that's not even available right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. We totally got off track. Miss Andrea, you actually have a very <laughs> juicy question in our uh, little script. <laughs> so uh, let me just shut up uh, with my, all my personal questions. <clears throat> Miss Andrea, <laughs> up to you. So every single time we have a guest on our show, I ask them what their favorite snack is. Well, Disney snack. So why don't you tell me what your favorite Disney snack, especially since you now stay in Hong Kong? Mm. Mm, Disney snack. Um, we have in Hong Kong, we have bubble waffles, which is a huge thing mm. in Asia. A bubble waffle is like a, a, a really popular dessert. It looks, I don't know if you can show a picture of it at some point, but it, it looks like a waffle, but just lots of little bubbles. Mm-hmm. It's quite cool. Mm. And in Hong Kong, Disney, they serve it in a cup, kind of like curved round with whipped cream in the middle and like two chocolate buttons that look like Mickey ears. Mm. Um, and that's probably my favorite snack, snack here at Hong Kong Disneyland. That's cool. so, so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for us, as we're not CMs, uh, <laughs> our outlook on 
kind of working for Disney just looks so magical and so wonderful. Um, and it does sound like such a wonderful experience to work for the mouse. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about your journey that went towards you working for Disney? Yeah, so I actually had a very long journey working for Di trying to work for Di Disney. Um, I've always wanted to work for Disney as long as I can remember. I actually have pictures of me as a child dressed as the princesses that I'm now friends with. Um, so I've always wanted to do this. For my original job in Paris, I did 13 auditions for it. 13? I auditioned wow. I auditioned for maybe six years to get that job. Oh my and every time I got closer and closer and closer and knock back after knock back. And in the end, I just used to go to the auditions for fun because they were just a lot of fun, like dancing to Disney music, basically. Um, yeah, and on my 13th audition, I got the job. And I found out on the day of my graduation from university that, wow. um, yeah, that I got the job. That's wow. so cool. Yeah, and then um, this time last year, actually, October 2019, was when I auditioned in London for my job at Hong Kong. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And I got that one on the first audition. <laughs> Whoa. Yay. That's amazing. I, I love it that you just keep, keep pushing yourself and keep going. I think a lot of people that I hear are trying to audition and not getting in and getting frustrated, which I can imagine because this is a dream job for, I mean, I want to work for Disney. Everyone. Fuck yeah. For, yeah, for hundreds of people, it's a dream job. And it always was for me. Um, and that's why I kept going. I knew, I knew that I would eventually work for the company in some way. Um, and I auditioned for, for other parks as well. You know, I've done auditions for Tokyo Disneyland and Shanghai Disneyland and, um, I'd done different auditions for Hong Kong. Um, so yeah, when the, when the vocalist audition came up last October, um, I actually got the overnight bus from Paris to London and did the audition that day. I arrived at 6 a.m. in London, did the audition, and then was on the 6 p.m. back to 6 p.m. bus back to Paris that night. So I was literally in London for 12 hours for the audition for Hong Kong um, and got the job oh. all worked, all paid off. Wow, that is amazing. Mm. Gosh, I'm so flabbergasted. I'm just like staring into, people can't see mm. us, but I'm just like, whoa, I'm just shocked. Okay, um, so, so far you've been then working for Disney about two years, am I correct? Almost two years, yeah. Almost two years. Do you have any favorite memories so far in your career? Gosh, I have lots of favorite memories you can tell us um, all of them no <laughs> okay <laughs> well that's fine um so i kind of have different memories with different characters kind of thing mm -hmm. um person my personal favorite memory would have to be the first time that i sang with the snow queen mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. elsa has always been my absolute dream my favorite and the frozen film came out gosh when i was maybe 17 and I was instantly obsessed. I was like, you know, the three-year-old children that are absolutely obsessed with Elsa. I was like that as a 17-year-old. I just thought she was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and the music and 
for me, the fact that she was voiced by Idina Menzel, who is one of my favourite actresses anyway, um, was just a huge thing for me. The whole Frozen franchise, I was just obsessed with instantly. So my favourite personal memory, I'll never forget that feeling of singing with the Snow Queen for the first time. That was just incredible. Um, uh, my favourite meet and greet would have to be... So I was once with the princesses in the restaurant and um, was meeting a little boy whose favourite princess was Princess Aurora. Um, and his family were quite conservative family um, and quite a traditional family that you could see that they weren't too happy that the little boy liked princesses. Anyway, um, Princess Aurora stayed with them for about 10, 15 minutes talking about princesses and he was so enthusiastic and they were dancing around the restaurant and everything together. And then um, as Princess Aurora was leaving the table, um, she heard the dad say, why don't we go and get you a princess dress? And it was because of her interaction that the dad wanted the little boy to have a princess dress. And they were an Irish family and Irish communities are known for being very, very traditional. And, you know, boys are into pirates and girls are into princesses. And it was actually the time of the pirate and princess um, season at Disneyland Paris, because I remember it. He's, the little boy said to Princess Aurora, he had, do you remember the, the pins that they had? And it was like Captain Hook and Cinderella on one mm. side. And he said, he said to Aurora, he said, I know I've got Captain Hook on my badge, but honestly, princesses are my favorite and I'm team princess. And yeah, that was, that was a real like, I'm legit crying. Cry. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, Lisa's just yeah, crying. Just, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was an amazing memory. Just knowing that you'd, that you'd impacted someone's life so much and made not just the little boy's day, but also his dad had said, actually, maybe you should have a princess dress. And it's okay to have a princess dress. Because I feel at Disney, everyone is so accepting and if you want to like princesses then you like princesses if you want to like mm. pirates then you like pirates you can mm. you can like whatever you want at disney and people are going to have a shared love with you for what you like you know oh i miss disney so much right now oh yeah, same <laughs> <laughs> oh do you have another memory or are these your two favorite memories you wanted to share with us mm. oh there, there are so many there okay. are so many i could it's talk okay. about i think you thought you, you meet and greets forever um, yeah. what about like do you stick in my mind do you have a a specific memory that kind of comes to you when you think about when you first uh, went to hong kong for example mm -hmm. like in general the city um what about hong kong itself yeah just like when I you first Hmm. I was blown away by one, how small Hong Kong is, because it's tiny. Um, two, how close I live to China. I can see China from my hotel rooftop. So where I live, um, from the rooftop, I can see China. That's oh, how close wow. I am. Cool. And also how diverse Hong Kong is. So you've got like this huge bustling city that's underneath a mountain that has a beach next door. Like you've got mountains, beach and city within half an hour of each other. 
and that's wow. just crazy to me I've never lived anywhere like that I grew up I grew up in the countryside of England mm. and then I moved to like a small town for my university and then I moved to Paris and then I moved to this huge city that also has a beach and a mountain <laughs> like it's just it's just, it looks it mm. looks a little bit like Avatar you know how this like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in the middle of like loads of trees that's yeah. what it reminds me of is avatar <laughs> cool i want to visit hong kong now yeah me and, too. Yeah, where are we going <laughs> when this lockdown is over you and i are buying a ticket to it is let's just you have to come it's so cool <laughs> well <laughs> yeah but COVID. so mm, <laughs> we'll come we'll come <laughs> someday someday andrea you have a question Yes, I do. Um, so, as I said, as guests, we always see CMs as this magical beings in the park um, that has loads of magical secrets. Um, is there anything that you wish people knew about cast members? Uh, perhaps there is something you'd wish guests would know to make the CM experience even more better than it already is? Um, I'd like guests to know that cast members want to make magic just as much as you want to receive it our job is literally to make magic so as much as guests want to have the most amazing experience that's our job to do it as well and we feel the magic just as much as you do those memories and stories that i have are just as much magic they are to me as they are to the guests and we do everything in our power to make it the most magical day possible for you as well um also, I'd like to remind guests that cast members are people too. We have feelings. We have good, good days and bad days. Just as much as you guys have good days and bad days at work, we have good days and bad days at work. Um, so yeah, my, my heart too. always breaks when I see people or like families being annoyed or being, oh my mean. gosh, being yeah. mean. And I, I tell them, I tell them off because I'm just like, you shut the f up because it's the cast member know who you're talking to like mm-mm mm-mm like no no I don't think they realize how much like power cast members have um we can make your day extra extra special if you're extra extra like nice and appreciative and we understand mm. that the lines are long and I know you've waited two hours to meet Princess Aurora I know you have yeah. I'm gonna try and do my best to make that two hours worth the wait yeah. you know I know you've just spent 40 euros on an Elsa dress. So I'm going to really, really try to make sure that Elsa sings Let It Go as amazing as she always does. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we have bad days as well. You know, We're, mm -hmm. we, we, so a lot of the time we don't do this job for the money. We don't do it for, you know, the fact that we work at Disneyland. We do it for the magic because we get so much out of it. It's such a rewarding job that we do it for the magic as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's, uh, this uh, episode is getting me all emotional. Hormones <laughs> and COVID lockdown and talking to a cast member got me all the feels. Okay, so um, working in the parks day in and day out, uh, you must have a huge bag of Disney knowledge. Have you got any fun facts about one of the parks you worked at that you would like to share with us? Hmm. There are lots of Disney secrets that I know that aren't like cast member secrets. They're, 
you could you could find them too um so i'm not you know breaking any rules here um there are always hidden mickeys everywhere um there are lots of hidden mickeys um and that's a thing in every park that you go to on parade floats on princess dresses on carpets on ceilings there are hidden mickeys everywhere um in the art of animation theater where the frozen show was in paris there were hidden mickeys in the carpet which i really liked cool very mm. very cute always like a good hidden mickey <laughs> yeah and there's lots of easter eggs as well so you know how like in pixar films they always have um easter eggs from other films in them Mm -hmm. on the show that um i perform in at the moment in hong kong mickey and the wondrous book um there are a few easter eggs in that one as well cool mm. i love me some easter eggs <laughs> me too you always like it when everything just like the disney verse just mm -hmm, yeah the disney verse has its way of connecting and i love that <laughs> i get that um so we are getting real close to that magical festive time of the year and since it's almost christmas i would love to know what christmas is like from a cm point of view uh and what's a favorite part of working at disney during this time so i have to be really honest and say that i'm not a big christmas person myself what get out um, get out of <laughs> i'm sorry okay um but christmas is definitely really magical at disney um my, I've only had one Christmas at Disney so far, which was last year I was in Disneyland Paris. Um, and it was amazing um, just to be in Disney at that time of year. It's incredibly festive, um, even though I'm more of a Grinch myself. <laughs> My favorite thing about Christmas at Disney would have to be the lights on Main Street. I love it when they put all the Christmas lights up and it goes darker obviously at that time of the year. Um, and yeah, it's just really magical. My walk home from work was past the Christmas tree and down Main Street with all the glittery lights. It was amazing. I love Christmas. So what's your, what is your favourite season then? Um, my favourite Disney season? Whichever. <laughs> um, I absolutely love Halloween at Disney. Oh. I think um yeah. they go really they really do go all out for halloween and make it into a huge season in the uk we don't really celebrate halloween that much it's gotten bigger every year with you know trick-or-treaters and um scare parks and things like that but i'd never really experienced a huge halloween um like i did at disney um yeah we love halloween too we uh yeah we've talked about halloween a lot in these episodes so um we feel you. Um, Unfortunately, they didn't really decorate in Hong Kong for Halloween. Well, they didn't have to decorate at all. We didn't really have a Halloween oh. here. Mm. Yeah, they can't. They um, we we normally have a Halloween show called Let's Get Wicked, okay. um, which is an incredible show. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it on YouTube. It's really, really good. Lots of villains that you wouldn't normally see. <coughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, they have lots of villains that you wouldn't normally see um and you know they sing and perform in this huge show but when we were meant to be rehearsing for it was when we were in lockdown in hong kong so they didn't have time to rehearse and put on the show unfortunately Aww. so it was cancelled this year so i was really jealous seeing all the pictures of halloween in disneyland paris because they look really good um we all know that 2020 has been a very unpredictable year 
and due to COVID, a lot of plans we have had to be put on hold. And for many, Christmas uh, this year will look different. How will you be celebrating Christmas, even though you're a Grinch, but how will you um, <laughs> celebrate Christmas this year in Hong Kong? Um, so Christmas kind of exists to cast members, mostly doesn't exist to cast members because Disney's open 365 days a year. So most mm -hmm. of us work on Christmas day, um, which I actually liked because last year, um, was my first Christmas away from my family. Um, and even though I don't really celebrate Christmas in itself, it's always a time to be around your family. Um, so we wanted to work and making that magic on Christmas day felt like I was making that magic for my family as well, seeing all the families together. So that was really amazing to work on Christmas day last year. Um, this Christmas, I'm not sure what I'll be doing. Um, I can guarantee I'll be working, but I don't know how I'll be celebrating after work. Um, probably with my friends, um, because we all live together and work together over here. We kind of become each other's family, especially being so far away from home um we'll be we'll be together in some way do because I, I always wonder of course i follow you on instagram and i see your amazing cool life and how you go out with friends but i always wonder is everybody is it an inclusive culture in cast member culture if you know what i mean like is everybody accepted are people being nice or is it like high school if that makes sense i always wonder um It's very inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, we, I'm friends with people that aren't necessarily on my show. It doesn't mean I'm not friends with the people on my show, but there are lots of different shows here, kind of lots mm -hmm. of different groups of casts. Yeah. So I'm on a show called Mickey No One Just Book. We also have the Lion King cast here. We have um, the Face and Parade characters here. So we're kind of from different groups of casts. So um my friendship group in particular none of us actually work together we will never be on the same shift we never um see each other at work we're in completely different departments which is quite nice because then we're all having different experiences at disney um and i get on with with everybody from all different casts so it's nice to hear other people's experiences and how other people day other people's days have gone mm -hmm. um if they're on different casts you know it's a different show um a lot of the time when we are on standby at work we will go and see each other's shows we'll um go and support each other go and watch the parades and and things like that just to support our friends and see what they're doing and what their days look like yeah i'm always mm. super duper jealous just real talk just small real talk <laughs> when i see um for example let me just say you lydia and like when when there's a parade like standing next to me And you got you get recognized, <laughs> like you get like hugs, and I'm like, ah, I want to be recognized by all these people. Wow, I love this community. Like you know, because you're like in the inside, and we as fans, mm. even though we go there every four to well, I go every four to six weeks. Andrea can go there every day because she can see Disney from her apartment. So, um, I I love seeing that like the support um between you guys i love definitely it. you can see it because like me me and you Lisa, we go with cast members sometimes to the parks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and whenever we go there it's like going with a celebrity because yeah. <laughs> everyone's like hugging and smiling and greeting <laughs> yes yes yeah it's it's kind of like a mutual 
thing in common that you have because for anyone that's ever been a cast member that's any work for Disney in some you know in some form you kind of have a mutual understanding of what it's like to work for a mouse um, and that sounds really crazy but you have a shared community and Disney's actually a very small company to work for mm-hmm. you you know people are guaranteed to know people that worked at different parks or um you know I knew people in Hong Kong that worked in Paris beforehand so I knew of them I'd seen photos of them and we had mutual friends so I knew people before coming out here um and I still you know my best friends still live and work in Paris so I still know kind of what's going on over there um it's yeah a small it's, world it's a after community. all it is a small world after all especially when you work for the Walt Disney Company <laughs> Oh. so we've bombarded you with a lot of questions <laughs> so far that's okay any more questions <laughs> fire away <laughs> um so it only gives you the rights to have an opportunity if you have any questions to ask us mere mortals here <laughs> crazy fans we actually, we actually call um non-cast members or non-performers we call you muggles muggles, muggles? Muggles? Muggles. <laughs> you know, like in Harry Potter, where like you have the wizards and you have the muggles. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're not a wizard, then you're a muggle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, okay. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you have any questions for us? Um, We're probably not. Okay, we ain't that interesting. <laughs> I, I, I always wonder how fans and annual pass holders um know how to keep the magic because no one ever tells you mm-hmm. like the rules mm-hmm. or anything how mm-hmm. we get told like when when we sign a contract to work there like how we're meant to talk about disney and you know our duty to the company to keep the magic alive i wonder how fans know how to do that shall i first step yeah in? you can answer first yeah okay i think for us I'm gonna no. I'm gonna speak for myself, but I think it's it's a sense of community. We've talked about it on the show for many many times before. For us, it's like coming home, even though it's the same Main Street, even though it's Mickey Mouse. It's still it's like coming home, and we don't even do rides. I don't do rides like at all. I'm like whatever. It's like going there to see some merch, to see people, to see friends. Um, I love going with my uh, with my husband, but when I go and I see friends, that's where I'm. That that's what it's all about. And we have this community, I think, like cast members have, but we have it amongst fans. Um, and yeah, there are certain groups of fans. I think we can't deny that. Like some people form a group. We, I think, Andrea and I, we are in a group of people. We 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 accept everyone. We just want to be friends with everyone. We just we love seeing people. Um, we love dressing up, we love bounding, and I think that is just magical in itself. Um, just having a place to go to and just be yourself. Um, yeah, that's for me. So I think uh, I'm kind of in accordance with leisure. It's such a big community, and especially park by park, the fandom is so huge. And I think what's nice about Disneyland Paris specifically, which is what me and leisure go to, are. Mm-hmm. before the whole COVID situation um, is that when you go so hardcore like me and Leisure, 
we're bound to know and understand cast members uh and is it like a learning process like when you when you guys first got annual passes or on your first disney trip did you kind of like is it like common sense that you have to keep the magic or did you guys learn from other fans and your your fan community did, did they tell you you know i think you have to work like this and i, th- I, I think yeah. it's a it's a bit of everything because yeah. i mean before i joined the huge Disneyland Paris community and family. For me, it was mostly just reading and watching videos on YouTube and just seeing how cast members talk about uh, all these kind of things that has to do with the park. And then once I was able to go to the park often and I was able to, especially in social media, I think this is where social media comes to play when it comes to uh, creating a huge community with guests is that we all kind of feed into each other and we all kind of, I don't know, we, there's a shared knowledge, especially yeah. with yeah. people who go a lot, that there's things that you talk about, there's things that you don't talk about. And for us, especially if you're a big fan of going into specific parks, like we want to make the CM experience just yeah. as fun and magical as it is for us because we know well we don't know firsthand but we know and we can see how much effort uh, is done and, and we appreciate it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's I, so yeah. nice to hear because there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of controversy about fan pages sometimes you know not keeping the magic or not being um nice online um yep you know and mm. all cast members especially um character performers definitely have had unpleasant experiences with fans or people that troll online and things, um, which is always difficult because, um, you know, we're just doing our job at the end of the day and um, it's quite difficult when people aren't nice online, they hide behind screens or they're really nice to your face. Target people on Instagram, for example, they look them up and then they target them or? There was, there was, I think there was one issue where, there's people who are so obsessed with one specific character, one specific cast member in specific, and they would go and they would film them and they will do, I mean, I'm talking from what I've seen in the past mm-hmm. as a guest, seeing other happen. guests. And, and cast members are well aware that people have, you know, they, are, they prefer certain cast members to others and that's absolutely fine. That's what we do. That's part of our job. You know, just because I prefer Idina Menzel as um, Alphabet you might like, you know, I don't know, Carrie Ellis's alphabet. It doesn't mm. mean that we have, that I, I hate Carrie Ellis's alphabet. It just means I prefer Adina Menzel. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's how I cast members tend to look at it. It's when people start saying things, and it has happened, not, I mean, not directly to me ever, but I know that it does happen online sometimes where um, people, will, for the example's sake, you know, I hate Carrie Ellis. She's the worst alphabet ever. She's not just because you prefer Adina Menzel, you know? Mm. That's, that's how I kind of look at it. Um, I mean, to be Sometimes very... that can get quite difficult when, yeah. when people target the person that they don't particularly favour. Yeah. No, I think if we're being honest, um, so we talked about in one of our first ever episodes about a Frozen season. And we talked about a show where you... Uh, well, I never got to see you perform, of course, uh, Lydia. 
due to COVID because it closed down and I didn't get to yeah. see you. Because I was very much looking forward to seeing you. But we we have talked about it that there was, we have to be honest about it, Andrea. There was a yeah. singer who wasn't very good. And we talked about it, but we, don't we know the person? No. But can we, I think, say as a fan, I don't think this person was cast very well in that vocal? No. We can, I think, I mean, I think we can say that, but I think without trying I think to hurt it, anyone. It, if you put it in theater terms, so yeah, yeah, say the, the annual pass holder is a ticket, a ticket holder. You've bought a ticket. Let's use the example of Wicked. You've bought mm. a ticket to Wicked and you see someone that you weren't, you hadn't seen before and they didn't sing Defying Gravity as well as Idina Menzel sang it. Mm-hmm. You can have your opinion. You bought your ticket. You bought your ticket to Disneyland. You've paid for your annual pass. You are entitled to your opinion. It's mm-hmm. when that opinion is blasted all over the internet oh, and on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, there's videos of said actress that went viral because people had formed an opinion about that. Now that's fine. Have your opinion on her. You know, you're not the casting director for Disney Paris, but you have bought a ticket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I do think you're entitled. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's when it turns nasty that isn't okay. Mm. These people are humans too. Cast members are humans. They have feelings as well. Just because, you know, you don't think she was as good as somebody else doesn't mean that she deserves to have the online abuse that she got. No. no. You know? Yeah. But you're enti- everyone is entitled to your opinion. You're allowed to think mm-hmm. that, that w- what you think. That's, that's absolutely okay. I think, I mean, we've had this conversation, Leisure, about feedback mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to parks in general because obviously like disney in general any business needs feedback from mm-hmm. their guests to improve the guest experience and improve the experience in general uh, but I, i'm in a complete accordance with you that this specific situation as well that we're talking about the frozen mm-hmm. thing i remember when that p- specific um elsa was i mean it was just horrible i remember just watching the little vids that went all the way around twitter and i think there is there has to be a limit of yes you can have your own opinion you can mm-hmm. you can critically critique as well i mean you're i mean i also have a degree in theater and we know that you know part of a performance you do get critique you get feedback it, it's normal it's part of the industry job but i think it, it, what's different is that you have to not be so mean and nasty and you're right there's a difference between having an opinion and trolling someone on the internet for it you're allowed to have an opinion we have i know in disneyland paris um and most of the disney's they have like a cast compliment um what you call it like a they have a cast compliment i don't know how you say it you can give cast compliments to cast members yeah you can go to city hall and say this cast member changed my experience for the better but you can also go to city hall and say this cast member changed my experience for the worst you know you you can give that feedback at disney that's not you know that's not saying someone's going to get um a reprimand for not singing as well as someone else but that's just giving your feedback rather than giving your feedback on twitter where that person will see it directly mm-hmm. and saying some really really horrible things about them you can give cast compliments or cast feedback at city hall that's a thing um 
Mm. You know, and I know people have gone to City Hall and complained about cast members. Like you might complain if, um, I don't know, a member of guest flow was rude to you or, Mm. you know, your food arrived cold. You might, you might go and complain at City Hall. That, that applies to all cast members. I'm not saying you should do it if you don't like someone's performance. That's not what I'm saying, but that, that situation is available for someone. If, if that experience changed your whole Disney day, you can let someone know about that. And I would much rather someone go to City Hall directly and do it professionally and officially rather than troll someone on the internet because you've got no idea what your words online can, can do to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That just got intense there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't have a degree in, in theater, but I definitely agree that there's Disney is also for me about respect and um, everybody's included, included. And of course there are cast members who I've thought, well, that wasn't your best moment there, but I mean, does that change the magic of Disney for me? No. I mean, I think a lot of fans and that's what I see are so targeted or so specific on certain things that I'm like, let it the fuck go and uh, look at the general picture. Quite literally, let it go. Exactly. Just yeah. let it go. <laughs> let it go. And just watch at the general fact that you're, first of all, blessed to be in Disney. Like, the fact that we are now in lockdown, Disney Paris is closed, gives me more and more all the the blessed feelings that I can go when I can go. Like, I know how incredible mm. it is that we have Disney in our lives Um, And I think you just need to keep in mind that and not like nag on certain things. That's just a waste of time. Yeah. It's a privilege. It's just a different, it's, it's a different cast member each time that you go and see something. So people just have to keep in mind that it's always going to be a different experience. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, every time you ride space mountain, you're going to ride it in a different seat. You're never going to be in the same seat on space mountain again like every time so you're gonna have a different experience so that's how I think maybe some people should view it is that it's going to be different every time you go you may not like riding the back of Space Mountain you may prefer the front but you're still riding Space Mountain Mm. you know what I mean yeah 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 do you think that some guests have like huge tunnel vision when they come to Disney I think guests feel feel entitled when they come to Disney um cast members kind of have like this funny saying that guests leave their brains at the door like they leave their brains when they come in um because a lot of the time you know they lose their manners or they're not very polite or they don't use their common sense and basic things like finding a park map rather than you know they could go and find a map of the park rather than asking cast members every five minutes where things are like just find a map like you're at Disney, there's going to be maps. It's a it's a big park, you know, um, but they do they do forget their manners a lot of the time, and that's okay. You're having you've probably saved your life for you know this ticket to come here and to stay here and to have your Christmas at Disney or whatever it is. So we have to we have a duty to treat all guests the same, you know. I I when I worked at Disneyland Paris, I used to see um, you know the same fans every day but it doesn't mean I would give them a different interaction than I would give to a family that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I treat them all the same because mm. you've all 
worked hard for your trip at Paris. You've all worked hard for your day at Disney. I don't know the backstory. I don't know where you've come from or what's happened in your life. I'm just going to do my job equally the same, no matter where you've been, you know? Mm. Great. Wow. So, Miss Lydia, thank you so much for... Um joining today on our episode this was our first episode on cast member tribute uh if you have friends who are willing to uh, chat with us please welcome them to our podcast <laughs> um is there any way people can find you online how can they find you what is your handle yep so um i only have um my instagram on public i don't really use twitter anymore mm. um and my facebook is private but my instagram is at little underscore liddy so little l-i-t-t-l-e underscore liddy l-i-d-i um and i post a lot of disney content on there i post a lot of my hong kong adventures on there mm -hmm. so yeah feel free to follow me um yeah oh, thank you so much it was really nice seeing you again yeah uh, yeah it thank was really you so nice meeting you, you <laughs> yeah it was great to see you <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week for another fun surprise episode. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or follow us on our IG account. See you next week. Bye.